Office Depot Office Max has great deals on everything you need to succeed, like stylish furniture and chairs to keep you working comfortably, the latest tech to keep you organized and productive, calendars and planners to keep you on schedule, and cleaning supplies to keep your space spotless. It's the perfect time to stock up on the supplies you need to succeed from the office to your home and everywhere in between. Need it fast? No problem. Place your order at officedepot.com and pick it up in just 20 minutes at your nearest Office Depot or Office Max store. It's not quite where we wanted with the offers. You know, most of them are three years. It's like, don't say this out loud. <laughs> this happy birthday, Skeeter. And uh, yeah, this is a happy birthday. We dedicate this podcast to Spez Baby. So he's commenting on, the, on his own post. He's calling himself the man. Clearly showing that they use fake comments. And welcome to Artificial Turf Wars episode 40, the tribute to Seinfeld episode. I am your host, Greg Wisniewski, and I am joined tonight by Josh Housem. Josh, how you doing? I'm good. How about you? Uh, I am excellent, as always. I am uh, all ready for Christmas and such. And uh, the Blue Jays have not brought us any presents this week. <laughs> Nothing. We've all been very, very bad. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Uh, I don't know. At this point, I would take rubber pellets in my stocking uh, from the turf. Just just to say something happened. We have rumors <laughs> about Edwin Encarnacion. We have rumors about Jose Bautista. Uh, we have a story to catch up on about Ralph, which we should have time for. We have some questions, uh, and, and not a whole heck of a lot else, which is, I guess, is a, is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? It's definitely not a good thing. (laughs) It's not good when you're trying to put together, uh, something to say. So do you want to start with, uh, double E or do you want to start with, uh, JB? I would actually like to start with the fact that you are a wizard. I'm a wizard. Yes. So we've talked about the Artificial Turf Wars podcast jinx before, but this got taken to a whole new level last, last week. Uh, so for, this, go ahead. Yes. This is audio from the middle of last week's podcast. Okay. So Dexter Fowler uh, should be a Blue Jay by the, well, basically by the time we release this show, that's usually when everything we talk about <laughs> yeah, goes exactly. out the window. So if you're listening to this, hey. Congratulations. But now you just ruined it and you're going to make him sign with the Cardinals. How close did we come there? He signed with the Cardinals. <laughs> like the deal was agreed to like an hour after we recorded that and it became official the next morning. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> you should be, Greg. <laughs> you should be sorry. You should be using those powers for good. I thought I was. I didn't. I don't. I perhaps I have not harnessed my powers in a way that I understand right now. That was. You're the was, beginning of the hero's journey. Exactly. I'm still in the discovery stage where I accidentally blow up my living room. <laughs> Note: I did not actually blow up my living room. Uh wow. Yeah. Well, Dexter, it was. It was. We hardly knew you because you never signed here. Yeah, we just knew him from seeing him on TV. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, no Dexter Fowler. 
that that is goddess and there's no jose bautista yet i i am fascinated by the idea that jose bautista this was reported i believe today we're recording wednesday as per usual that jose has turned down other offers because he's still hoping to come back to the jays does that make any sense no, it really doesn't, especially because also reported was that the Jays have still yet to offer him anything other than the original qualifying offer. Like, the Jays are not an unsubtle organization, in term, like, or apparently this, this offseason. It is whatever whatever we told you we had, we're not getting cute, that's what we had, take it or leave it. Which I don't know has been working out all that well for them. Well, no, clearly it's not working out well at all. The only guys they've signed are Kendrys Morales for too many years and Steve Pierce. Um, Pierce the Bautista Pierce. one is... Oh, you're really not letting that die. No. Um, the, the Bautista one is interesting because, I mean, you think he would? He and JLU would be fully aware of what the Jays are and are not going to do with their client, right? I mean... Yeah, it's like if he want if the Jays wanted him back and he wants to be back, he would be back. Right. Yeah. I mean it. It's been a long, drawn out process. Everybody knew in spring training where Jose was at. Presumably, they they got a read on where the Jays were at in spring, and he did nothing to increase his value over the past season. I love Jose. I think Jose is one of the greatest Blue Jays of all time. But if if you look. At the season, there is nothing in the season that increases his value or even maintains it. Everything to that points to the the worst things that might happen to a guy in his mid thirties who's a base you know, a full time baseball player. So I don't know why they thought they were negotiating from a position of strength. Yeah, it's it's really strange. I mean, I think they know he's not gonna get the big long term deal he wanted, but they should definitely not be turning down other offers because they want to go back to the team that clearly... I, I, yeah, it's like the, the Jays aren't going to come groveling back for their star player because, like you said, he killed all his value. Yeah, so if you have if you have an offer at some point, a second offer or whatever, for that one-year qualifying offer value, if you... I don't know. Like, are his other offers 225 to, you know yeah that hasn't been reported what they actually were it's just well that that's he what has I'm, other ones yeah are all of the offers is the only reason he's mulling it over because he could get the qualifying offer value maybe from the jays or what i don't know i honestly would be surprised if they're willing to give him that now it's weirder and weirder so another yeah. guy would well, do you want to go to <laughs> edwin now yeah because he well has multiple offers Maybe. Possibly. Yeah, Paul Kinzer was on the radio again. <laughs> the man likes to talk. You know what? Why did we not try and get in touch with him for the podcast? <laughs> what? Like, we we have, a you know, sometimes we have people who don't want to talk or uh, are, are a little podcast shy, and I understand that. But it seems like Paul Kinzer would be a guy we could get. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he just looks loves the microphones, apparently. Uh, what was his latest on primetime? <laughs> no, it was actually it was, it was on it was on uh, Jeff Blair's show in the morning. Oh, it wasn't sorry. even primetime. Um, he's slipping, but uh, <laughs> he was saying that like they've got a bunch of you know three year offers from teams and you know a couple four years, not really where they want to be. 
fan base. Like, you know, Edwin really wanted to come back to the Blue Jays. You know, he really, really wanted. That was his first choice, and it's like, okay, then what happened there? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, if you really had 4 slash 80 in your pocket or on the table, yeah. <laughs> that That is a hometown discount, yes. But that's kind of what's going to happen if you're – broadcasting as mr kinzer does that you want to come back like it seems not going to outbid anybody are they yeah well this is the weird he even basically said it's like he would have taken less to come back to toronto you know because he really wanted to stay and wanted to see his name up on the wall level excellence kind of thing i mean i get him saying initially no to the 480 right Mm -hmm. but i mean if the team says okay you say no we're going to go and search for this 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 and this and we're going to try and sign them you got to be ready for that and he just reiterated again it's like they didn't expect it to go so fast <laughs> it's like a guy who's missed like three trains at the station going man <laughs> these these come like every 10 minutes don't they it's like yes <laughs> get on the train man it's time um if he's got a four year offer how bad is the four year offer that he's not jumped at something yet I think it might not be. Uh, it's either be bad dollars or it's from a team that's not good. That would be my guess. And like I, Oakland or something like that. I mean, it, it, apparently, you know, they were saying at the beginning, he wants to play for a team that's in a position to win. Which is fair. I, I understand yeah. that. But again, you, then you're, you've got to, if you're broadcasting that, you need to price a discount into your price. Right, because you just <laughs> you artificially narrowed your market by playing your hand out, saying, "Oh, I got to play for a winner." And but I just love how today like, he's going like, "Yeah, you know, we've got it's not quite where we wanted with the offers. You know, most of them are three years." It's like, don't say this out loud. <laughs> <laughs> There's no motivation for anybody to come in higher if they know they don't have to. Yeah, it's like, and, and totally in the public, it. It's not even like sources say or, you know, someone close to Kinzer. No, it's it's Kinzer. It's him it's himself. The, yeah, it's the agent on the radio. It's like, why don't you bring Encarnacion on with you and have him explain it to us? But why not? Yeah, how bad could it be? Uh, yeah, but he did basically confirm that at this point there's no, they can't, he's seeing not much of a chance that he's going to be back in Toronto. You mean like the same as a month ago when we brought this up in the first place all the people who were not agents of Edwin Encarnacion figuring that that was pretty much already the case yeah okay again that guy who's missed like three trains at the station (sighs) but interestingly like okay so I just want to talk about this with you for a bit say he signs for I don't know three years 55 million or 60 million or something Mm -hmm. shouldn't I mean if that's a number shouldn't the Jays be all over that well, should the Jays have been all over that? Yeah, why? Well, I, I think they still could be because you, I mean, in theory, you can play Edwin 100 plus games at first, in theory. And you play, well, I don't know, Kendris Molasses or a, a, a Kendris Morales <laughs> Molasses. <laughs> That's You're how just fast picturing him running. Is that why yeah, you said that? That's exactly what I'm picturing. Um, <laughs> and then you play a or a block of wood or something at first base for the other games. I'm not <laughs> sure how it works. Um, but certainly, I do not think that the whatever three million dollars of Justin Smoke money is really the obstacle here. 
I don't think the six million, six and a half million of Steve Pierce should be the obstacle either. If you can get Edward well, in a deal like that, just stick Pierce in the outfield and just exactly. play him whenever he's needed. Yeah. But do I think it's going to happen? I just, I'm, I would be shocked if it did at this point. There's been so much uh, tepid reaction from from the front office. It just doesn't seem like it's going to. Oh, I don't. I don't think it will. But I think I'm. What I'm saying is, like, if it if that does end up being the number, I think that the front office deserves criticism. Right now, you can't say necessarily that they do. Well, somewhat they do because they went way too fast with you know a DH when there was like a zillion DHs on the market. But I mean, if Edwin signs for you know four ninety somewhere, then so be it. But if he signs for very little money and they don't get back in, I think that they should be criticized. So the question is, what if he signs for three seventy five? I think they can get away with that. I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think pretty much you, you can sort of let it slide if, if Edwin goes over 20 mil average out, uh, value. Yeah. Even for a three-year contract, you could probably say, well, that's just not the position the Jays are going to be in. I, I don't know if the Jays are trying to play a long game kind of for not this season, but the following season. I don't know why the Jays keep getting linked to Jay Bruce either. <laughs> yeah, we actually have a question about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, every I, all the guys that they're being talked about in trade, uh, J.D. Martinez, Jay Bruce, Curtis Granderson, even Melky Cabrera, which hasn't been rumored by you know, the people who are quote-unquote insiders, but they're all one-year deals. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Do the Jays not think they have enough maneuvering room this season to to contend um but if they happen to contend well then happen they'll be happy with it is that sort of the, the game that they're playing i don't know I, I wonder if it's also if it's more of a like the options on the market suck and if we're going to have to stick with one of the get one of these guys we only want them for a year so we can try to do better next year because that would make a lot of sense to me yeah, I I know a lot of people are of the opinion that you know Rogers is sort of going to sit on its hands forever and ever and and milk the attendance as much as possible. But that would be, in my opinion, an odd strategy to take because it's very clear that the the attendance is key to winning. Like those two things are tied so tightly together in Toronto yeah. in that stadium. You you can't just go well now we built up a, a goodwill and and the attendance will be great for three or four years. No, the, the attendance will be great for exactly one year of being a crap team. And then you better put some product on the field or you're going to be right back where you were in 2011. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely. That's why I think it's more of a, you know, it's like the options are bad, so we don't want to get tied into them as opposed to we don't really, we're just trying to do this one year and then rebuild kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Sometime. Nothing has happened yet. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and so and it's interesting. So Shad Davidi had a had a Q and A just on this topic, and he said that the read he has is that they're only going to get one outfielder, and then go with some combination of all the crappy in house options for the other side. Nice, nice. <laughs> where where is your Reed? John- Bring me your Reed Johnson now. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Catalanato, <laughs> best platoon ever. <laughs> I'd, I I had tuned out for that portion of the history, which I don't know if I regret it or not. <laughs> you, you missed some greatness. I did. I missed Shannon Stewart running his tail off. And 
and being not being able to throw from left field to the cutoff man. Although you got to see that with Ben Revere, so you didn't miss it yeah, entirely. I, I've been there. I've seen, I've been filled <laughs> with that existential dread. I, I I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah, uh, but any just, other questions? That, yeah, sure. Well, I, I just no. I mean, oh, he did, but I, none of them are worth talking about. But <laughs> wait until we get to our questions. Ours are the best, Greg. Yes, sir. Uh, they're not fit to print, but they're the best. Uh, but no, just this idea that you know that they're going to go for this outfield mesh of. It's like I think it was Upton, Carrera, Pilar, and Pierce were the names he used. He didn't throw out Dalton Pompey, who I think should be in there. I'm starting to actually genuinely feel bad for Dalton Pompey. I didn't, you know, I th- I thought, well, that's just how the, you know, the cookie crumbles. But the more often I hear all these other guys thrown out there, I'm like, you just don't want to let, and what, what is Dalton Pompey, like 24 years old? Is he even 24? Yeah, he is. Give yeah, him, he's young still. Yeah, well, you want to give him 300 plate appearances at the start of the season? Just, just see what happens. Yeah, so I'm at the point where I don't want them to have to do that. Um, like, I'd rather they get two good players but it doesn't sound like they're going to do that so if they're not i'd love to see dalton pompey go out there he's your guy against right-handed pitching and you know fills in sometimes against left-handed pitching but then upton is the guy most of the time against lefties just do that sure and send ezekiel carrera away (laughs) okay there's no room for him on the roster no and and he kind of fits the Dalton Pompey slash Kevin Pilar skill set, doesn't he? Fairly speedy yeah. guy, below average arm, no power. Yeah, and he can't hit right-handed pitching. If he could hit righties, he could just platoon with Upton and it'd be fine. But he's a left-handed batter who can't hit right-handed pitching. Someday we'll figure out why that is. But possibly not with Ezekiel Carrera himself. No. Are you so, ready? Yeah. Are you ready for questions? Sure. <laughs> this is how little there is going on. You know, I mean, they signed Glenn Sparkman uh, to be a potential relief pitcher as a Rule 5 pick, but there's nothing happening. Sparkman. Some play the Mega Man theme music over that. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll go look that up. And uh, if, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast and the Mega Man theme music is here, I, I looked it up. If not, Greg's a failure. <laughs> miserable, miserable failure. Uh, so our questions are the best. You already told people. You gave away the secret. <laughs> uh, what Would do like I read some? Yeah. Let's start with Skeeter at Spez Baby. Hey. At Turf Pod. It being today, what did you get me for my birthday? We got you a podcast. <laughs> oh, we're so generous. <laughs> an, an entire podcast, not just part of one. This mm, happy birthday, Skeeter. And uh, yeah, this is happy birthday. We dedicate this podcast to Spez Baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valuable gift. Uh, Spez Baby's Twitter avatar slash icon, whatever you want to call it, is is an old school typewriter. It's pretty good. Could be anything. We have some interesting non-Blue Jays related uh, avatars going on. W- would you like me to get to the questions that our, our friend <laughs> yes, who did not ask us a question? I think we should start with that. Uh, Sam the Barfly at Jacob A. Bader says, if Edwin signs a short-term deal for reasonable money somewhere else, Shapiro and Atkins should be burned at the stake. 
And then he follows up to say, I can't wait to boo the management team next season. Maybe a, quote, we want Edwin chant would be good. It's okay. going to be pretty hard to boo management, right? I mean, they're not on the field. Will you just, like, turn in the direction of the of the box and start booing? You let burned at the stake go by. <laughs> this, this is a That's baseball true. team. <laughs> That's true. I did do that. <laughs> I was just accepting that that was an extreme overreaction and it wasn't even worth addressing. So I figured I'd address the part that was. It's a baseball team. We don't need to burn anybody over anything. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, what Atkins happens when they bring this guy? Open fire. Yeah, what happens when they bring him, say, the wrong meal at a restaurant? <laughs> Those poor servers. Just shoot the place up. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it's relax. Yes, it was a calculated risk, and it was badly calculated. Uh, I think we don't need to burn anybody. Absolutely not. <laughs> give me. You want to give me a question that doesn't involve violence? <laughs> sure, I'll give you a real question. Oh, we have one. Okay, cool. Yes, from from at KW Blankhorn. If they and the rest of the AL East run out these lineups opening day, where do the Jays finish? Uh, behind the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, probably behind. Do they finish behind Baltimore still? No, I don't think so. Uh, I think the Jays are the clear second best team in the division even right now. Yeah, because Baltimore lost. Trumbo or is losing Trumbo as it if you, if you do the as today as of today right yeah and their pitching still sucks I mean yeah, you know, they didn't gain anything they kind of got lucky last year with the pitching holding on but they're not uh, I don't think that they're a real threat again uh, and the Rays are are awash in a sea of we don't know what and, and the been Yankees are the same yeah Though the Yankees, I, I would say if a team was going to push the Jays into third, my guess would be the Yankees because they have some young, talented players um, coming up. Yeah, and they've got a lights out bullpen again because Chapman re-signed there. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm thinking maybe the Yankees are, are the other the other. And so I would give the Jays second or third. I lean towards third because the Yankees are always horrible and surprise you at the worst time. Yeah, but the Jays starting pitching is still excellent. So True. True that. Uh, all right. From Captain Latte. La La Latte asks uh, us to handicap which Jays will be on the winter tour. I think that it's going to be Lourdes Goriel <laughs> <laughs> and Kendrys Morales. It's like, ah, suckers, you're signed long term. Welcome to the snow. <laughs> the Cubans. I, I thought you were just trying to get him acclimated. <laughs> nope. <laughs> No. You're here forever. <laughs> oh, that's you're not a very nice man. Um, <laughs> We've established this over many podcasts. So, okay. Uh, was Donaldson on the winter tour last year? I don't think so. Okay, so you are you need a superstar, uh, a token Canadian, and a um, a young guy, right? Pretty much. So Joe Biagini's on the winter tour, 100% for sure. Ace, he's the Canadian. 
<laughs> bringing the mascot? I don't know. They, they haven't, normally they announce the players. They just announced that the tour is happening. That's good, though. Because there's no reason that the tour has to happen. Right, so it's going to be Jay Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one of our actual serious questions, and uh, it appears you have decided to give the most non-serious answer of the night. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's really, it's really hard to predict. Like, sometimes they have really good players, and other times it was guys like you know Eric Scott Thames. Richmond. And, yeah, exactly. So hopefully they'll be good players because Scott, you know it is a really wait. nice thing. No, clearly what? Scott Richmond was the token Canadian. Fine, but, <laughs> but hopefully there are actually some good players so that the, the fans across the country do get to do this because it is a really nice thing they do. Mm. Uh, I I think they probably should do a fan fest. Like, like what, 80% of the teams or 90% do a fan fest of some kind? In Toronto? Yeah. Yeah. But we'll take the winner tour for now, I guess. Next question. Okay. Just because we just mentioned it. So, from Jeff Campbell, 83. Melvin Upton for Jay Bruce, who says no. The Jays. You think so? Sure. I think the Jays actually really like Melvin Upton, especially since he's essentially free, isn't he? Yeah, it's like a million or two next year. Yeah. And Jay Bruce has a contract that you need to pay. Yeah, if the dollars were equal, I think the Jays might say no. But also at the same time, you know, they Melvin Upton, they could replace him with Carrera and not lose a ton. But, but so I don't know. I mean, yeah. this sort of ties into the next question from at Spork V. Why on earth are Shapatkins? I hate the portmanteau of their names Shapiro and Atkins so obsessed with Jay Bruce is it just because he's a Jay <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect he's, <laughs> he's not a Jay he's a Met jeez uh, but he's still a Jay but really I, I mean there's no logical reason for why they want him so much last year it made sense just because he was under contract for this year and he was coming off a good defensive year now who knows did they make a run at Vida Blue at some point I don't think the Jays were around when Vita Blue was a pitcher. Now you're going to make me look that up, aren't you? Yeah, Vita Blue retired dripping. in 1986, so I guess they were around for a little bit. Yeah. I think I think Vita Blue and Jay Bruce would be the perfect Blue Jays, really. Uh, shall we read a question from she who now, may not be named? You can read it because it was asked. What is your favorite holiday song? Okay. Blue Jays. Let's play ball. I consider the baseball games a holiday. Every baseball game is a holiday? Yeah, if I'm there. Uh, well, I was just going to say, do you have some sort of religious freedom clause in your contract at work where you get 100 and <laughs> 162 plus days off every year? So why don't you sing your favorite one, Greg? Um, chestnuts roasting. On I already open sang fire. that. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's my favorite holiday song. Why? Well, it's just true. I like the Christmas song. Okay. Okay. That that didn't last as nearly as long as I thought it might. Do you have a second favorite song? One that might actually be related to a holiday around this season. I don't really have a favorite. I like a lot of them. I really, I do like listening to Christmas songs around around the around the holidays, but I don't have a specific favorite. Oh, fair. 
next question from Quinn. Three questions, but they're true or false questions, so we don't have to work too hard. And I appreciate that Quinn doesn't want us to work too hard. <laughs> uh, true, Alex Anthopoulos, one greater than sign, Shaptkins. Uh. <laughs> I just read them. <laughs> false. Uh, I'm going to go with false as well. Although, if you wanted a guy at the craps table to just keep rolling the dice and never pass, I think Alex Anthopoulos <laughs> is your guy. Who passes at the craps table? <laughs> Not Alex Anthopoulos. <laughs> uh, second part, Dalton Pompey, one greater than symbol, Melvin Upton slash Ezekiel Carrera. So basically, is Dalton Pompey better than the platoon? Yeah. It's tough because uh, I think Upton is much better against lefties than Pompey, but Pompey is probably better than re- against righties than Carrera. That's so te- technically, I'm just gonna, is Pompey a switch hitter? Yeah, but he's not as good against left-handed pitching. Right. So okay. give me the Upton Pompey platoon. That's what we need. That was the weirdest true/false answer ever. I'm going to go with. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with false. Yeah, I'm going to go with false as well because the track record for the the platoon is is longer. Uh, second worst agent. <laughs> Ten greater than signs. Paul Kinzer, who of course is Edwin Encarnacion's agent. Uh, I'll go with true. Yeah, I, I think we got to throw the true on that one. So yeah, uh, he's he's definitely got a whole style all his own that doesn't really help his client at the moment. So we're gonna go with for sure. Um, that's a true. Give me something else. Do we have something else? Looks like we got one more. But it's not a question. It's just a nice thing. This is from Buff Tenderson. No silly questions. Hope you guys at BP Toronto have a great Christmas and holidays. And then emoji for a champagne Champagne. bottle. Looks like a donut and two beers. No, I'm highlighting it. Apparently, that's a custard. Oh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You, well, thank you. It's possible. For the clinking beer mugs, the custard, and the champagne. Possible Buff Tenderson did not know that it was a custard. Um, a silly question. What is a Buff Tenderson? The guy says a nice thing to us, and you're going to make fun of his name. No, I'm not making fun of it. I Is it is it like Biff Henderson? Buff? Like I, I usually get these clever puns on names, and I've missed this one. Maybe it's his real name. Do buff? <laughs> that would be a new one for me. Well, anyway, thank you, Buff. That was very nice. It was sweet, and a happy holidays to you too. And those are all of our questions, truly. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, that's swell. Just seeing if we got anything here. Nothing else came up, other than someone liking the fact that we. If we run out of uh, stuff to talk about, I'm going to switch this to a discussion of Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Well, I think it's important. <laughs> important that we find something else to uh, cover? As long as it means we don't talk about whatever heck you just said. It's a Netflix original, Josh. You should look it up. It's very funny and strange. Uh, but we do have another do story over. to tell. Yes. It starts with a do-over because it will go. it'll lead into your story do away so skip bayless who is one of the loudmouths who now works for fox sports one uh he recently had a facebook post 
And one of the first comments was from Skip Bayless. Skip, you are the man. Love the new show on FS1. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Some either Skip or someone who works for him forgot to log out of his account. So he's commenting on, the, on his own post. He's calling himself the man. Clearly showing that they use fake comments. Oh, Sometimes you don't want to go in the kitchen where the uh, where the food is prepared and find out. I don't know how things really are. So yeah, and all this those... reminds us of an old story. Yes. Uh, so once upon a time, what year was this? 2014. At the trade deadline, Jim Bowden, who was a former GM of the Reds and Nationals, had a Twitter account at Jim Bowden ESPN NXM, and there was a rumor from a fake Joel Sherman account that Marlon Bird was going to the Yankees. And then Jim Bowden tweeted, Yankees acquire Marlon Bird with no attribution. Then people realized that uh, maybe that wasn't going to be true, that in fact uh, that was just a fake report. So Jim Bowden's Twitter name changed to at Jim Bowdiv. <laughs> And the whole ESPN reference disappeared. But, of course, oh, and then it had an egg picture. <laughs> Someone trying to back out of the account and its existence. So then someone realized that him having abandoned the Jim Bowden ESPN, they could jump on it and use it instead. <laughs> yep. So they signed up for that account and and tweeted out, I messed up, hashtag confirmed. <laughs> so... Then you go to, at that point, Jim Bowden's egg account, uh, and the <laughs> the Twitter name has stayed the same, but the the printed name that used to say Jim Bowden now says Ralph. <laughs> this is what, and this is why anytime someone refers to Jim Bowden as Ralph, this is what they're talking about. So there's a, at some point in history there was a Twitter account named Ralph. At Jim Bowdiv with eleven, uh, sorry, thirty-eight thousand followers. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's gonna pretend it's not him. Well, that was some guy, really, with all thirty-eight thousand of your followers. There was just some random guy tweeting out stuff. Yeah, and the best part is like the next day he comes out and says he was hacked. It's like, sure, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. The, what, no, the best part about it is he could have just said, hey, sorry, I tweeted too fast, meant to source that to at Joel Sherman. And then when it went found out to be wrong, he could have been like, oh, sorry, mistake. Instead, yeah. he went through this crazy. It's like, what's going on with this guy? I think the fact that he didn't realize that abandoning his Twitter at name would, would open up that name for anyone else to use is the best part of it. It's like, oh, great. Now, now you were worried about inaccurate tweets before. You just invited someone to inaccurately tweet all they want about you. Yeah. Technology, man, it's difficult. So, yeah, if we ever talk about Ralph, you got it. He's Ralph. Yeah, which we referenced it a couple podcasts ago. We said if we had time, we would tell the story. Well, we had time this week because there was nothing happening. Indeed. Do you have a final thought on this week of not very much? Yeah, it's just a you know, the thanks for everyone for listening all year. You know, it's the holidays are up here, whether depending whatever you celebrate, but uh, you know, most people are off work and school or whatever. But yeah, you know, just thanks for listening, and hopefully that under the Christmas tree or 
well, however you celebrate, we're going to get some good players. Or any players at all at this point. Woo! Let's have all 25 roster slots filled. Um, yeah, I, I do appreciate everybody who listens. Uh, and uh, we have fun doing this. We hope you have fun listening. Uh, my final thought is that uh, even if the Jays don't manage to sign anybody, uh, Hall of Fame season is fast approaching. Um, we we follow it as a curiosity, but we're going to try and have a good Hall of Fame show. I'm not going to go into great detail and then disappoint, but we are going to have a, a lot of Hall of Fame related content in that uh, around the New Year's period so that you, you know exactly what's going on with the Hall of Fame vote and, and try and uh, really bring you some interesting people to talk to. So on that note, this has been Artificial Turf Wars number 40. And you have been Joshua Housem, and I have been Greg Wisniewski. Perhaps I should put your Twitter handle on again? Sure. At Joshua Housem, and I am at Coolhead2010. <laughs> you can also find us on iTunes, please. Since you're already probably there, rate us or review us. It helps other people find the podcast. And on that note, if we don't talk to you between then and now, all the best in 2017.